I drank slightly before you said come by. Sorry about that. Sorry. So, um, so we have questions for each other, and, yes. uh, um, and hopefully, it will be interesting enough for people to uh, to check in at some point. Are you prepared? Well, I wrote them down just because, uh, yeah, you know, semi-professional and everything. I, I'm professional. I typed mine. Oh well, look, yeah, you won't. You know, I can't even read mine. I haven't got glasses on either, so you know. Right, I'm gonna start then because I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do that. Edmund, I'll start. Are you ready? So, uh, you trained in Liverpool. You start with Steve Cattle, uh, and you've also trained in Marshall Street with the Noida Sensei, and you also trained at the JK Hombu Dojo in Nevis in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> and you've read philosophy um, at the University of Manchester, and you've been a professional stand-up comic for the best part of thirty years. So, can you give us a deeply philosophical joke about karate? Wow! A deep, well, I'll, get, I'll give you the non-philosophical one first, okay? What's a karate master's favourite drink? Karate. That's just, you know, that's just like, you know, the warm-up sort of thing. Okay, okay. A deeply philosophical joke about karate. I, I, I'll, I'll give you a time to think of that. So, that was just my kind of easy well, I'll, I'll give you another one off the top of my head. Is like how many, how many, how many karate teachers does it take to change a light bulb? Seventy-two. One to change a light bulb, and seventy-one to say we don't change it that way. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a, that was a kind of a, a, a kind of a, a, not really a question because what you want to ask was that you once said to me that uh, like you were you were these sun up, and then you went to Japan for a year, and then yeah. you came back. And yeah. it kind of acted as a, uh, a springboard for your comedy career. Yeah. How and why? Okay, well, just a couple of things. I didn't start correctly with Steve Cattle. My first grading was with Steve Cattle. My, I started with a guy called uh, Leo Ariti from the Red Triangle, who had a club in uh, a church hall in Liverpool. So uh, Steve Cattle was our grading examiner. Mm-hmm. And uh, later on, Steve Cattle, after my dad died, became a bit of a mentor for me for a short while just to clear that up. Um, so, yeah, in Japan, I, I went to Japan because I've always wanted to go to Japan. It was one of those things since very early things I wanted to do. And when I was in Japan, um, I, I'd done stand-up comedy before. So when I was training at the Noida Census Dojo, I was basically becoming a comedian. So I trained lunchtimes there. Lunchtimes were for softies like me and all the instructors. We did all the training there. So we did lunchtime training, and then evenings I cycled around London doing comedy gigs. And it was kind of a perfect life. Looking back to it, I took it all for granted. You know, mm. so I trained three, three times a week in, in, in the West End of London, went for a coffee afterwards with my friends. And then at night, I, I did comedy. And it was absolutely wonderful. But uh, I've always had that itch. You know, if you've got an itch, you've got to scratch it. Yeah. Always had that itch. I always wanted to go to Japan. I dreamed about Japan. So, you know, I went to Japan. And when I was in Japan, <laughs> a couple of things I realized. I realized that I um, really wanted to do stand-up comedy. 
and it was deeply within my so my teaching English was like really really funny. I you know I used to I was like a terrible English teacher because I used to perform. You know I mean I was like so that passion came out, and then I go out with all the all the gaijin and all the all the business guys and just tell jokes all the time to be funny. So I was like all my so I realised when I was in Japan I needed to go back to. You know, uh, but also, I, you know, I also loved doing karate there. I also, there was a moment I sort of realized that I couldn't do what I, like everybody who does karate has that moment where they think, oh, I'd quite like to, you know, do serious karate in Japan. And I kind of realized that I didn't want to do that as well. Yeah. So does that answer your question? So, it's a bit like, so what, was it just that, was it just like, like the fact that you were teaching English and you thought, well, you know, sod this for a game of soldiers. I, I, I know a better way to earn a living. Well, was it? Can I? Do no, 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 no. Much more than that. I mean, there was a crossroads because the, because the job was the, the boss hated me doing karate. It was a big problem. He hated me doing karate, and you know, and he paid my flight over there. I lived in his flat, you know. So you know, I was a company man. So it was very difficult. And then I saw I could stay. I could. I thought I could. I could leave that job and get another job. My contract run out and stay in Japan. So yeah. I distinctly remember sometime around, I think, when did I come back? I can't, let's say it was August, I can't remember, August, September, whatever it was. I actually thought I could either stay and stay and do karate properly, or I could come back and do comedy. And it was a very much a crossroad, and I came back and to do comedy. I mean, you know, Eddie Izzard said to me just before we went, he said, don't go. Oh, really? Yeah, but then, you know, this is the same as he, as he told me later on, years later, to remortgage my house and hire a West End theatre. So, uh, you know, what did he know? So, so, so before you went to Japan, like, you were, you were regularly gigging then, were you? Oh, yeah, I was doing really well. I mean, I, I mean yeah. like, okay, this is, well, well, okay, I was doing well, but I wasn't doing as, I wasn't doing as well as I wanted to. There was yeah. something missing. And, and this sounds maybe pretentious, but when I came back from Japan, I won the I got a Perrier nomination for my first show, and I got reviewed in the Guardian. And this the review said something strangely beautiful has happened to Simon Fly, and I think because the show was called Banzai, so it was about living in Japan. So I went from like a shouty. I'm all, I've always been a shouty club comic. I've always will be, but I, I I had I was a shouty club comic, a very good shouty club comic. Went to Japan and came back with a story to tell. In the uh, the guy called Spalding Gray, I don't know if you know Spalding Gray, he did swimming to Cambodia, really, really good. And uh, I basically wrote a monologue, a dramatic monologue with no swearing, no dip jokes, and it was very good. So basically, I, I, I going to Japan changed me in that way, which was brilliant, you know. But like, do you think it was, do you think it was just the kind of being literally the fish out of, you know? A fish out of water kind of situation for a year, or do you think it was the karate, or do you think it was the hardship, or like a whole load of all, all of the no, I, I, know exactly, I know exactly what it was. What it what it was was doing it was doing what I wanted to do. And yeah. I'm like, I had this. I wanted to go to Japan. Like you know, Eddie, as I said, don't go. And yeah. I said, I'm going. I remember being at uh, it was the World Championships in Sunderland. That brilliant World Championships. I was there for that one. I was watching them. I, I want to go there. And then it was, um, uh, I just decided that I wanted to do it for me. And that, I mean, I'm, I've always done what I wanted to do, really. I've never been safe. So I just burnt all my bridges. I literally, literally did a teacher training course, International House, 
really hard, quite expensive to do, passed, applied for a job in The Guardian and got it. And it was like, bing, 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 bing. And then I got there and then the boss hated karate and it was all very, that's another story, yeah. But it was very much a be, being your own man, really. Yeah. I just wanted to do it and I did it and then I made a decision whether I wanted to do comedy or karate and I did comedy and I would never regret that. But now I'm doing karate. <laughs> so it's almost like you kind of give, kind of give you permission to, to do what you want to do. Like yes. Yeah, but also, you know, where I'm from, I, I mean, I, I ran away from Liverpool. You know, I, I came from a background with, where no one did anything like that. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I was the first one in my family to do university. You know, I'm the you know, first one in my family to get a black belt. So I was always sigh. They always called me sigh in Liverpool. I'm always the weird. I was the weird one. So, you know, you're still doing karate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I came back from Japan, I, I must have told you this story. I, um, I got everyone presents, like, you know, nice Jap Japanese samurai swords, you know, nice Japanese presents. And my cousin, who was lovely, and he said to me, uh, what was China like? And I go, so I was always a fish out of water. I was always odd. And I've always, that's why I love Kung Fu. That's why I love, you know, David Carradine was the oddball. Yeah. So it all kind of fits in, you know, and that's why I did philosophy at university. So it was all, it was all just, doing what I wanted to do, really. Which was either stupid or great. Yeah. yeah I mean, my, my one regret with Japan is, I suppose, you know, I would not regret now, I regret for a long time. I, I, I wish I'd trained, I, I, wish I'd, I wish I'd trained more at JKA, but mm. uh, as it was, it, that wasn't to be, you know. Yeah. So, but, I, you know, whatever happens, I, I trained never well. I, I, I think I've got the book upstairs somewhere. I think I've got four, four, four months of stamps in. So, I've got, got my little attendance book. Yeah, okay. So, but I mean, uh, but I mean, I, I did, I wanted to go every day and it was too hard, I couldn't go every day. So yeah. I went, went when I could and, and then, you know, I found another dojo and a trade with the other dojo. Yeah. So it's very weird. I mean, in many ways, I felt like a failure when I came back. Definitely. I felt like a big failure when I came back. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But then I had another agenda. So if I would have come back and got a job in a, I don't know, a job in a, as I become a teacher, that was what I could have done. I would have yeah. been devastated. But I came back to do my other dream. And I was actually, I'm actually better at comedy than karate. <laughs> I think a lot of people, though, they, like, they go to Japan and it's sometimes a hollow experience. And like, it's not, it's not what they expected. And, and sometimes they put it on themselves. Like, for example, there's no, in no, in no possible way could you, in karate terms, be seen as a failure. I mean, like just to go to just to go to train in Japan is yeah. you know one one in ten thousand, one in who knows, but yeah, like but one I didn't, in I didn't many. Go every, I didn't go every day, and you know nobody yeah. remembers me there particularly, and I never did the instructor's course and stuff. So you know, I mean, I've just read a great book by um, a guy Michael Berso, who's become a Berchet on on Facebook, who's become a bit of a friend called Never Heal Up, which I'd recommend, and he went for a month. Yeah. And he wrote a great book about going for a month. Yeah. And I read that book and I thought what I should have done, I should have come, I should have gone, gone back to comedy, made, made the money like I did, and I should have gone and trained for a month every day. Because yeah. I could have afforded it. And yeah. looking back, I was too locked up in comedy then, I was really lazy on comedy then. Yeah. But I actually would have loved to have done a month just training. Yeah. But then the truth is the JK was falling to bits then as well. Yeah. So it, it, was, it was a really very disappointing time as well.
Yeah. Yeah. But, but also, you know, so, I mean, I mean, you went to Japan to do karate. I kind of went to Japan to do karate and to go to Japan. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I really, the Japan thing was just as important as the karate. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, you know, we love Japan. And, you know, I've jumped, I did, a, I did a, something with the scouts when I was 12. And I got a book about Japan with a picture of Fuji. You know, there was some sort of resonance there. You know, and I don't believe in any reincarnation or any of that nonsense. But I just felt it sparked my imagination. How can you not believe in reincarnation? You're a Buddhist. I'm not a Buddhist. I'm a sort of Buddhist. I'm, not a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a beer Buddhist. Okay, cool. Let's move on, shall we? My question uh, is nowhere near as like, not, not like this. I, might, I may change them. Go on then. Should I do all your questions? And you no, because I think questions? my questions are better to, to finish with. Because oh, I'm really sure. on a, no, they're on a bit of a theme. They're all about now. They're about now and the future. Okay. Okay, next question for Simon Sensei. Yeah. You've recently turned 60, which apparently is almost 58, yeah? Correct. <laughs> and, and, uh, so how is your body holding up and have you changed your karate what advice would you give to an uh, aging population uh, in karate dojos and, and the reason why I ask this is because because you first taught in my dojo yeah. um, because you were doing uh, karate for over 40s 40 year olds and, yeah. uh, and you, you, you started to do that in the UK a little bit uh, I guess that was probably 2012-ish um, yeah, when I was fifty-two. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, and and like yeah, so yeah, because I wasn't forty at the time, um, and and but you came over and you, and you were talking about kind of like like safe karate and also shogai karate, which is what you then when you went on and sort of called your dojo. So, what 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 advice would you have? How have you changed, and uh, and how has it affected you? Okay, well, the first thing about those classes, looking back with hindsight, is that they were terrible. <laughs> they, were, they were terrible for people around 40, because my advice was, well, you need to do 100 squats and do karate like this. And in hindsight, um, that was silly. I always remember, about, I've always run, you know, I've run for years and years. And I remember running about 10 years ago around the village a long way. There was an old guy on a bench, and I ran past him, and he was lovely, he went, hello. Because I wish I could do that. And I thought, well, why aren't you doing it then? You know, and probably, probably because he was 60. Yeah. So, um, uh, I, I, my, well, I made a couple of resolutions, really. As, as far as my body's concerned, it's fine. That's the answer to that one. My body's fine. What was the other question? Well, so, like, what have you learned? How have you changed your karate? And well, okay. Yeah, this is a good question because, essentially, being honest again, this, this uh, lockdown has given me lots of time for introspection. And I yeah. really, to be honest, haven't changed it, really. And I, but I need to, I mm. think, because I still, uh, I'm, I'm still, like, these Zoom classes I found very, um, very uh, challenging. Because a lot of times Zoom classes, I finish Zoom classes very disappointed. And I, I need to change my karate, yeah. Well, and you, I, you finish your Zoom classes that you've taught disappointed. So in the morning training, we did 10 oh, weeks of training with you. Okay. And I, I think, you know, I've, I've always been the guy who do stuff, haven't I? 
you know, that's the thing. So my role, my role in, in the dojo in the past few years, I mean, I'm my image of myself is I'm the guy who can do the Jodan kicks. I'm the guy who can do this. And, mm. and you know, up down Sally, I couldn't do it. I'm like, Whoa, what do you mean I can't do it? You know, mm. I'm, I'm meant to be, I'm working on it now. So um, I need to change, but I'm never going to use age as, as an excuse. And mm. I'm never going to... I don't know. I'm still going to do sweaty hard karate. Yeah. So I'm doing more weight training. Like, you know, I've been doing, I'm doing, I've been up down Sally today, I've doing three minute holds and doing kettlebell. So I'm tr more training. Yeah. You know, I think, I think the big thing is don't, you know, people don't, don't, don't give in. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, still train. Your, your answer to, you know, how's your body? It's fine. I think, like, because obviously I've had my issue with my yeah. knee over the years, and that, but like I've, I've never, you know, I actually, over the last uh, 12 weeks, I, I've stopped using my knee brace. Uh, I've stopped buying, you have stopped buying as well, yeah. Yeah, so I, I you know, I obviously people don't know, I, I used to wear a hinged, a very heavy duty hinge, uh, just because I have no ACL in my in my left knee, and I've I've worn that for uh, twenty two years. Yeah, um, I've never known you've worn it. When yeah, I when yeah. I did my knees were good. You had a bad knee. Yeah. Um, so and I've stopped using it, um, and because my knee feels great, and I have a whole host of it. But I, even though even when all that time when my knee wasn't great and and. Uh, you know, and, and I was limiting what I could do. Anybody said, oh, how's, the, how's your body? Oh, you're fine, it's fine. Never ever kind of, not that you weren't admitting to them, because I'm quite happy to say, oh, yeah, I've got no ACL and blah, blah, blah. It's not that I'm not admitting to someone that I'm vulnerable. It's just I'm not admitting it to myself. Uh, I, I think, mean, I think that's Yeah. Do you remember in Okinawa at that seminar class, and I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I, I hated that. But, yeah. you know, I was going to have knee surgery, like, two weeks later. But I, I hated that. But I mean, you, you people, you know, people define this. People, there's nothing more boring than telling people about your injuries. Yeah. yeah. You know, an, there was an interview, some interview in SKM a while ago, and a really nice guy, quite old, you know, an older guy, and the whole interview was a big list of injuries. And yeah. like, no one cares. And, you know, everyone's injured, everything hurts. Yeah. You don't need to tell anyone. So my, my resolution, and I'll make public now, is I've decided that in the dojo now, I'm never going to mention whatever it might be wrong yeah and I'm, I'm just going to train around it and that's it you know yeah i think i think like the the, the approach you take which is which is weight training to strengthen your obviously strengthen your, your body and and uh and to stop that natural aging of like naturally as you get older your your you muscle structure gets weaker so you counter um counter that but also this explosive up and down kind of young guys training that causes inflammation and i think if yeah. you the biggest issue that people have as they get older, rather than just sweating it out, actually just working on posture, working on... Well, I've, I've, sl I've slowed down. I've definitely slowed down. So, like, you know, even, even on that morning training, I was, like, I was going for it when I wanted to, and other times I was, you know, trying to do it right. Yeah. And I've certainly cats have slowed down. I've slowed the cats down a lot. Yeah. Which I think, I mean, I'm trying to work, because I, well, mainly because I teach, I'm, work, I'm trying to work on my, my own pace now. Yeah. And yeah, because in my mind, you know, in my mind, I still think I'm, you know, I'm, tw I'm 25. I'm, you know, so, so yeah, you have to slow down. There's, I mean, you know, Suyama Sensei does a great make somewhere along, somewhere on YouTube. I, you know, mm. 
and he, I like, well, I'm doing make your lot. And he does it really nice and just controlled. Oh, it was quite interesting. Yeah. But I don't want to do it like a shaky old man either. <laughs> but you know, okay. you, 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 I was just going to say, you know, that there was, do you remember one time um, in Okinawa, the World Championships, there was somebody, a very high grade, brilliant, uh, in the old days instructor, entered the Veterans Kumite. Yeah. Uh, and Peter. And I was really thinking, it's going to be great, this, you know, he's, he's going to win really one hit on or throw someone up or do a beautiful, really simple wang can or something. And he did a terrible, shaky cutter. And I thought, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it, you know. Yeah. But I think, you know, Shogai Crash is the thing for me. Just keep training, you know. And tell I think... Shogai Karate means, just in case. Sorry? Tell, tell people what Shogai Karate means. Oh, Shogai means new beginnings, never, no, no ends. No, karate without ends. So a black belt's not an end, it's a new beginning. So never uh, train, train for life, karate for life. I mean, you know me. I, I mean, I, 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 this is our, this is our vehicle for life, the body. So yeah. you know, I mean, this is, you know, this is karate is not important, you know, but this is our karate vehicle, yeah. and this is our vehicle for life. So you know, you need to, you need to make friends with your body, but you need to make it work, you know, mm. and, and 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 just train, you know, just train. And you know, you can tell who trains and who doesn't train. Yeah. I was talking to Christy Howard recently. There's a great documentary on YouTube about Eighth Dan Kendo in Japan. I'd recommend yeah. everybody to watch it. And there's this guy, and he's 70, 78, and he's doing Kendo. He's failed the Eighth Dan test 25 times. And like he's dead skinny, and he sits in Caesar, and he fails it again. And he goes, Never mind, I'll do it again next year. And in the end, he goes, Miyazaki Sensei died after making the school. And but it was lovely. It was, and I knew all the other guys were all like, remember when we went to, um, was it Shiamitsu Sports Centre Dojo? The one yeah. where that terrible mat, that's where my knee went. Yeah. And in the corner, there was all those really skinny old men doing yeah. the full splits, huge training. Yeah. And I, I thought, oh, I like them. Yeah. yeah. Don't go quietly into the darkness. That's the one. That's yeah. the one. But, you know, um, I mean, you know, we love karate, and you know, I, I think you know, karate training should make your life better. Yeah, absolutely. And I, th I think it's just one of those things that if you stop, it's so difficult. Like if you stop even for a year, you go, okay, you know what? I'm not going to focus on my training for this year. I'm going to focus on building that dojo. I've just opened a dojo, and I'm going to focus on just teaching the students and trying to promote the students. I'll do that for a year, then I'll go. I'll go back to my old club and start training with them again, and. That's it. Case closed. You'll never go back. No. You've got I've learned that lesson the hard way many times. Is I, yeah. I, I can't afford to stop now, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, you can't stop. But also, you know, you can't, you just, you, you can't make excuses. Yeah. Yeah. And also, that, that's the enjoyment. Yeah, like, that's the... Nobody cares. You know, you are what you do. You're not, you're not, you are, you're not what you say. You are John Paul Sartre. You are what do. Yeah. And that's but it. Like, most of us people started karate because they loved that, that training and loved that kind of energy that they get from it and love the, you know, the, the kind of the, just, just the, the vitality going through your body. At, at what point did they forget that? And then it's just, uh, oh, well, I'm just going to teach. You know? Well, I mean, I don't want to get all constantly, but, but you see it a lot, don't you? You see, I mean, the, the, cur the curse of teaching is this is, this is what, you know, you've managed to, you're one of the few, I would say, 
without knowing definitely, one of the few international sensei's who still train. You know, we, we know quite a lot of really fantastic, you know, world-class sensei's who we know actually don't do that much training anymore. And I know loads of ordinary sensei's, you know, mm. who don't do any training at all, other than yeah. teaching. Yeah. You know, and even I felt that myself, really, you know, because I, I mean, I, 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 you know, I only teach about three times a week. It's going to be twice a week after this, I've decided. Yeah. But, you know, you, you have to train, don't you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's all about the show. And so many people come to my dojo and they go, I, I, a lot of mums train with me and a few dads and they go, oh, I'm too old to do it. Yeah. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> you got, you know, Karen Williams is 76, John Viney Sensei 71, and I'm 50, nearly 58. And I go, look, we can do it. <laughs> but you know, you know what? No, we know what Scott Sensei, the actual thing is it's hard. Yeah. And also you have to want to do it. The other thing I've learned is like, you have to want to do it. Someone yeah. said to me, you have to take up knitting to save your dexterity of your hands. I hate it. <laughs> I do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, so it's easy for me because I like training. I love training. Yeah. If someone said to me, you have to, you have to, you have to take up knitting or something. I don't know. Yeah, so I say knitting. I yeah. bloody hate it. Yeah. You wouldn't then go on to say that you're a knitting instructor. Yeah, my knitting would be rubbish as well. <laughs> okay, next question. Next question. So, I've been to your house. I'm here uh, now. You are. And you, you live in, a, in an old village school that you converted. It's basically what is a library or crappy books and a bed. And, I, and, yeah. I, and I, like your, your house is covered in kind of all martial art books everywhere, right? Um, and, and I know that you obviously you've read them all. What do you think is the most misunderstood aspect of traditional karate? Oh, good question. Oh, well, okay. First off, the character that we... Don't, don't piss anyone off with, you, with this question. No, 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 no. This is historical fact because I've read books. Right? No, the, the traditional karate that we start now was never done by the samurai. Samurai didn't do karate. Yeah? Japanese karate is a Japanese karate style. Kotode is Chinese, Southern Chinese Kung Fu. So what is called Shotokan karate was a, basically brought by Funakoshi as Okinawan Shorinru, Southern Chinese Kung Fu, in 1922. Let's say 1922. And if you look at his books, he's doing Shorinru, which is wonderful style. So uh, let's say 19, let's say 19, so let's say the, the traditional crisis that we practice was probably began in about in Keio University, let's say, about mm -hmm. 1936. So it's not an ancient art. It's, it's a, 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 a hybrid of Chinese art that came about. Do you want me to get technical now? Possibly mm -hmm. because of the Meiji Restoration. So the Meiji Restoration was when Japan decided to catch up with the modern world. Before that, it was the Tokugawa area. They were the samurai. They did, didn't do karate, they did samurai things, right? They are top knots. So major restoration comes, they cut the top knot off. Funakoshi's book talk, talks about him cutting his top knot off and his father disowns him. So they embraced modern things. So Funakoshi went to mm. Tokyo and he learned this quaint art, this Okinawan art. It's a bit like if someone came from the Hebrides and go, I'm gonna teach you how to make Harris tweed or something. Mm. Oh, this is really nice. So it was literally that's what it was. It was a quaint art. It wasn't it wasn't Budo. It was like a foreign art. So people who get I can't stand this a samurai nonsense. 
Bushido stuff, I don't like that either, because I, I think we'll talk about that another time. And Budo, empty, empty words drives me mad. The seven virtues of Bushido, all that stuff. Traditional karate, someone's just decided randomly, really, to go for JKA, Naki Yamaha karate. And yeah. they've, they've given them all that baggage. And really, if you say, hang on a minute, mate, you're just doing something that from really post-war. Shotokan, as we know it, is post-war, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, you've seen those black and white tapes of Nakayama Sensei and all that lot. And, you know, they look like brown belts, don't they, really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know, I, know, I, know, I know they do. Because but then that's not a problem. You know, if you, if you look at Liverpool, who are my team, playing football in the second division in 1962, yeah. they look like, um, you know, an amateur football team. Yeah. So the world's changed. So I just think people love that pompous faux, faux historical stuff. Yeah. You know, and like you know, you, you know, you, you know, again, no disrespect. Well, you know, people tattoo their bodies and put posters on and fill their dojos with samurai swords and stuff. You know, if you want to do a samurai, I'll take the sword. Mm. So I think there's that misunderstanding, and I had that when I was like 14. You know, because you know I loved Bruce Lee and all things Oriental. Yeah. And people just get people just get tied into that, you know. It, it's it's samurai karate, you know. It's, it's just yes, that, that that annoys me most. <laughs> and then also, also what annoys me there, people get into that set in stone Nakayama karate, and then you know people like you change it, they go mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that fair enough? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go. Cool. Okay. What do you think? Well, see, I, I never, I, I, I never kind of really bought into that whole samurai stuff. Yeah. Oh, I did, you see, yeah, initially. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I suppose I was, because I started karate probably at the time of Karate Kid, right? a little bit, a little bit before then. So then I started jujitsu before then. And uh, but like really kind of I just went along and I, I enjoyed it. But like my understanding of the greater picture uh, of, of karate was really kind of brought about probably about by the karate kid. And so that wasn't particularly kind of a samurai-based philosophy. That was kind of a Japanese culture type philosophy, wasn't it? And and yeah. Miyagi and Daniel San and all that kind of stuff, which. Which resonates, I think, throughout the world. Like you know, you, like the senpai kohai. Well, you know, in Yorkshire, you have Lee and Thou. And how is he doing? How is that doing? You know, for someone who's senior and junior, or like the you know, just the, the sense of uh, your place within society. So that resonated in a whole different level, but not connected to samurai. So I never bought into it. So I never kind of really went down that path of of aligning my practice of karate with ancient Japanese warriors. Well, it's, it's, it's a sense of the other. It's an escape. So, you know, I, you know, you don't remember Kung Fu. Kung Fu was dreadful. But for me, as a kid in Liverpool, mm. who was unhappy and a bit lonely and blah, 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 this was another world. And then people see the samurai stuff. And they, it's, about, it's like sword and sorcery, yeah. you know, or the Camelot thing, you know, the, the, the um, chivalry. People, yeah. you know, the, the, that other is, is really exciting and interesting. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, you know, you, you don't have to worry about proper technique or anything. You just put pictures up in your dojo and, you know, like, you know, people who do ninjutsu and stuff, you know, no disrespect, but, you know, we've, you've all met those guys or people who do, ju you know, hybrid jujitsu stuff are all called Hanshi and Shihan and 
yeah. like things. You know, and they're doing basically, you know, British Army self-defense stuff, really. Yeah, yeah. So, next question. Um, so, so people, people often ask, you know, like I've been asking interviewers, you know, who's, who's inspired you? And I, I'm like, you know, obviously we can, we can talk about kind of famous instructors that have inspired you. But um, it's an important question, but I'd like to ask you, yeah. who did you despise, avoid at all costs when you were going to, uh, through the grades? Um, and were they equally important? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a very, very good question. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. This, you've got to, I've got to careful how I word this. So, I'm all right. So, I used to, after, I used to train with a guy called Leonard Ritchie when I started in, what, 1974, just after Bruce Lee. There must have been about 60 people in this church hall. After like two years, there was two people, me and someone else. So then I need to go and train somewhere else. So then I trained at Jimmy Brennan Senses Dojo. And I don't know if I should mention names, but there was someone at Jimmy Brennan was brilliant. There was someone at Jimmy Brennan's Dojo who beat the hell out of me. So much I was like passing blood. It was like, that's kind of bad. So I basically didn't like him. But then I spent all my time thinking about how I could beat him, which I never did. Then I went to Marshall Street. And uh, Craig Gray, I mentioned Craig, because Craig's my senpai, he was scary, Craig. And I always faced Craig. That was my, you know, he was like, you know, Craig's really good. And I always thought he was better than me. He was like, I was like showdown. He was third down, captain of the dojo. Brilliant karate cat, but really scary. And he was one of the most influential people in my karate at Marshall Street, because everyone was scared of him. And I remember I fought him in competitions and stuff. And I all oh, I never back I never um, back down off him. Very good, but I used to spend a lot of time about thinking how I how I could beat him. And the other one was Elwin Hall, so I was Elwin's partner for a while, yeah. <laughs> which was like the most. Well, you've been into the situation that, which was the most backhanded compliment in the world, because he liked partnering me. <laughs> I didn't like partnering him, <laughs> but look with hindsight, that they, they made me better. Yeah. Definitely make it. So I, I think I've said this to you before. I think every dojo should have a heart sink. Yeah. You know, you I think you should need to walk into a dojo and go, God, they're there. And then it's yeah. really important that you don't. Because like sometimes, well, annoyed Sensei would say. So we're, at Marshall Street, annoyed Sensei would teach the, the beginner's class. Mm. And you could hear him as you walked up the stairs. And a couple of people, if you heard him, they'd walk down the stairs. Now, I mean, I, uh, not many people, because there was a proper yeah. dojo. People were good. But I remember looking at people going, what? Really? If they heard Anoida Sensei. Well, you could hear Anoida going, yes, and you knew him. And then you knew the class would be very hard. Anoida Sensei's class would be about 50 minutes, non-stop. Yeah. You know, brilliant. But all, all we pretty much stayed, but brilliant. Yeah. And people would literally, not many, but I remember distinctly seeing people coming down and think, what the hell are you doing? Because what, they thought it might be Ota Sensei or somebody? No, no, yeah, because Ota, Ota Sensei's classes were great. Yeah. But they weren't like an order senses classes, which were very, very hard. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was thinking about this recently. You know, karate is one of those things that I'm sure that you've said this. I never liked doing it. I liked yeah. it when it was over. Yeah. Like, sometimes it didn't go. Yeah. That was the other thing. You know, quite often, I remember, I remember training at Terry O'Neill's dojo, standing at the bus stop in Bullock Road in Liverpool, and the bus came and didn't get on, and it went home. And I had a day in Japan, I went there and went home. 
and yeah. because it was really hard, and then you hate yourself. Yeah. You know, and it was so, I mean, karate was like that in them. Yeah. And I think, you know, those experiences, of the, you know, the, the, the hard bits are the best bits. Same with comedy. The best stories are the, the, are the you know, are the, 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 are the stories where something terrible happens, but no one dies. For example? Well, I don't know. I, just, uh, I, I was talking to Phoebe at the bosses the day, and I said, you know, um, we, I, one day it was, it was oh, Christmas, she was about six, and she got a new bike, a little, a little tiny bike, snowing and horrible. So let's go for a bike ride. And I put on the bike ride and I took her all around the fields. And it was about eight miles. And honestly, she was crying and go, Dad, you've ruined Christmas. And I pushed her back on my bike. And But, you know, that's the better story than go, oh, she got a new bike. And it was all lovely. And, oh, we went down the road and back again. So do you know what I mean? So I think in karate, like your book, your book, if you would have gone, oh, I did the instructor school. It was very hard. My spirit was polished. But, it, you know, but I, that was, you know, I love Japan. So... It's like a, a pearl, you know, the grit and the pearl. There's no, there's no pearl without the grit. So yeah. karate, you need, Steve Catley said, you need karate oil, which is sweat. Yeah. I would add to that, you need, when I first joined the JKS, I think for a little while, I was a bit of a heart sink at Alan's dojo. Yeah. I think, you know, I think that was kind of, I felt that was kind of my role for a while. I was the yeah. guy who pushed everybody. You know, I remember when Alexander Dalton, who I really liked, really liked him, I, I think I tried to be senpai to him. Yeah. Pushed him very hard because I liked him and I told him, I and mean, I did it the modern way. Yeah. You know, I said, you know, I, I didn't, I, didn't, I, don't, I mean, you know, you know, there's that line between bullying, but I did mm. push him quite hard. And afterwards, I took him for a drink and said, Look, you know, you need to improve your kumite, you're going to be third down. Yeah. So I think, I think that's important. You know? yeah. I mean, karate works best as in, in a dojo, doesn't it? I mean, like, you know, you've got a dojo, so the, the grading system works great in a dojo. Senpai Kohai thing works in the dojo. Everyone knows who's good. Everyone knows who isn't good. And yeah. like, if, once you go that as an organization, that's a challenge that we face, that blurs, doesn't it? Yeah. And certainly yeah. when we formed, you know, the WTKO days, we suddenly had all these characters yeah. who basically, you know, had no sort of, who didn't fit into our system, hadn't yeah. trained. Them. And that was very, you know, for me, that was, did me, I did. But to be fair, though, like in the JKS days when we settled the JKS, oh yes, yeah, it was very for the first few years. Oh. You know, we all sorts. When I took, my, yeah, when I took my dad, um, yeah. there was like a lot of people from a, another guy's dojo from some, you know, you know where, and they all yeah. they all failed, and like yeah. Gagawa said, furious, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And like, you know, and like, and you know, I, I kind of looking back, I felt sorry for them because mm. they were out of the depth. Yeah. And, you know, some of the things that happened to us, the conversations we had with people, we just had a completely different structure to them. Yeah. So they often, you know, you know, I thought they were, they, you know, I thought I, I thought they were idiots at the time. But look, now older and wiser, they just didn't know what they were getting into. Yeah. yeah. You know. And some came through that and became good, and others didn't, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, so definitely there are people that... that the best people who helped me in karate were the people who, who, who put me under pressure. Well, who hit me, but who I never, ever backed down from and never really beat them. Uh, well, I don't, this is one story. Uh, Elwin Hall always beat me, always wiped me out. But one time I got him. Got him with Maya Gary, that's my thing. And he just gave me that. It was like a kung fu him, a little nod like that. And then he swept me and punched me. But it was a bit like, you know, you must have had those moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, that's happened a couple of times with people. I always think, you know, karate down seven times, get up. And, yeah. and the other thing which you know about is like, you know, you can win by losing, you know, which is a very yeah. Japanese thing. You know, yeah. I, I, think, I think maybe the whole of my karate life has been winning by losing. Yeah. You know. Cool. Okay, last question for you. Last question. Right. Um, so, when we um, were you ever fearful when we left when you left the JKA uh, and then the JKS and then the WTO? Were you ever fearful when you left the three groups that you've left over the years? Uh, okay, let me. See. That's a good question. I leaving the. I remember sending an email to you. Was it one to Alan? But when I, when I was in the JKA, I felt very loyal to them, like yeah. everybody, because you know I'd never been involved with politics before. Annoyed since he died, that was my first. You know, I was I loved being nobody. It was fantastic. You know, yeah. nobody cared who I was. I did exactly what I wanted. You know, I trained at Marshall Street. I was in the squad a bit, but not really because I was a comedian. But I was, you know, I was good. I was one of the guys at Marshall Street. That was lovely. Yeah. I was my own man. Never gave a toss about politics. Annoyed since he died, I. Um, stayed at Marsh Street, they went JKA, that was okay, you know, I, I, I truly them. suited my lifestyle, I had issues about KGB karate anyway, mm. and then I met you, <laughs> I moved up here, met you, and I wanted a good dojo, straight away we clicked, didn't we, and I just, I, it's a bit like going to Japan, it was the right thing to do, yeah. and all the other times, I mean, I remember sitting here now with you, and no, I, I, I had no doubts about that at all. Yeah. I mean, the, the big, I mean, JKS to WTKO was easy. The WTKO one, as I'll be totally honest with you, really, really, really disappointed. Because I put, like you did, we took nothing, we had for nothing, and, the, you know, and we built up a group of a thousand people, and it was gone like that. And a number of people were particularly horrible to you and me, but especially, you know, from my point of view, some people like really unpleasant to me. Yeah. Uh, and but I never had no doubt that no, no, there's a, uh, no doubt no. the only doubt was the first move to JKS and I yeah. did that for karate reasons that was purely pragmatic so yeah. I found a good dojo I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that mm. I think if you might have been independent then it may have made a difference because I was mm. still I was still in love with Japan by then mm. cool okay I well, then... one more thing I mean I remember our, our first trip to Japan yeah yeah, which is great, and all the other places made me realise that we really don't need Japan. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, Simon, so that's all my questions. Right. Question number one. <laughs> Can you kill a man with your nose? <laughs> Not my nose, but I know a man who has got a nose who can kill a man. No, I mean, I, 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 another thing I've decided as I'm nearly 58 is to look to the future rather than the past. So uh, I would like your opinion, which I uh, would also add to, about when this all happened, Zoom never existed. Yeah. And you particularly have embraced this Zoom thing. And I would like you to talk about how you felt about, I don't know, so many people just buying into it and how you've adapted and how you've coped yeah, well, I think you know sometimes uh, you know necessity is the mother of all invention, right? So I think like we over the last three months, I guess we've I've had a lot of uh, very positive feedback about what we've done on on Zoom. But like yeah. actually, it was 
drawn through necessity because like I have we have you know about 550 regular students in my dojo and we have probably another 200 or so who are in uh, we, we teach karate in in um, as part of their PE program in schools and so you know best part of 750 members training which equates to something like 60 62 63 classes a week that we teach in the dojo and, and outside and so that means that i have four full-time instructors a full-time secretary and two part-time instructors and my wage bill you know per month is quite high yes you mean you pay these people i do and i pay them a good That's where you're going wrong they yeah. should pay you to train <laughs> So, Japanese model. That's it, yeah. That's sustainable, isn't it? Um, yeah. And so I, I just like how are we going to facilitate the smallest amount of drop-off in terms of, of of people paying their monthly fees. And so so you know the lockdown in Ireland happened on the Thursday, uh, whatever date it was, Thursday the 18th or somewhere it was March, probably before, wherever it was. Um, and on the Saturday. We, we had all our classes online. And then from that day until, until actually Monday, when we were allowed to teach outside for the first time, we've been teaching 16 classes a day. Now, so- On Zoom? On Zoom, yeah. Brilliant, yeah. Um, and so, so all, our, all our students have been facilitated. And actually, it wasn't so much us, but their desire to do something that really kept it going. Well, this is the next question, really. I mean, I've been, I mean, your thoughts on the spirit of what's happened in the past few weeks. About, I mean, I've done the morning training. Yeah. yeah. Spirit of, I've been really impressed. And, and yeah. you know, I'm doing Zoom classes. I get people from literally all over the world training. It's amazing. Yeah. So it is, it is that kind of like marriage between, you know, people in lockdown, you know, they, they want to do from some physical exercise, they want to do something. Um, that's community based like you know you got like our morning sessions right we, we had like 20 25 people on a morning session all all doing kind of tabata or you know like whatever speed drills in, in one meter square and they're all there across the ski screen kind of sweating the you know sweating and, and, and working really hard so so that marriage of, of people really wanting to do something People wanting to be within a group of people, and you know, we all used to meet for well, we meet for a cup of tea before 10, 20 minutes before we have a cup of tea, chat, talk, stretch, and then we start, and then maybe half an hour afterwards again, chat. Like that's mental health, physical health, social health. It just ticked all the boxes. And so, so my desire to to make sure that the business kept on going meant that we put this Zoom training in in, in place immediately their desire to kind of latch onto something that they was familiar as well as have a group of community of people that were familiar to them and still have some sort of level of communicate communication then led to that kind of structure that existed immediately like happened on a thursday lockdown on thursday by saturday morning it was there and then and then of, then added to that was the fact that i i got my wall calendar in my office and i i wet my thumb and i wiped yeah. out you know yeah. three months of seminars um, yeah. Actually, like three months of paid seminars, I I I thought, well, I will go mad because I don't I don't. Of course, I do it for the money because I'm professional, but I also do it for the whole 
sense of that's who I am. And, yeah, that's my next question, really. Yeah, uh, I'm like just that artistic muscle needs to be flexed, and if yes. it doesn't, it'll 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 kind of wither away. And so, the, I know the it was actually before it was before um, St Patrick's Day. St Patrick's Day weekend I had off, so the lockdown went in before. So the the, the weekend after lockdown I had off, and the weekend after that I was due to teach in Barcelona for the weekend. Uh, I think it was like the twenty second of twenty twenty second of of, uh, of of March that weekend, and so I just said, well, well, I'll just I'll teach a seminar. I'll just go to my dojo and I'll zoom it like we've been zooming our classes, and um, and I'll put it online and and. Because I, I need to, I need to think of something to teach, and I need to kind of keep keep those kind of artistic juices flowing and and creativity. And so I just thought it, and it was really popular because the whole of Europe and, and, and a little bit of America was in the world, the world, really. Yeah, and and so I thought, well, that was really good. And then you know, I I, I hung out in the dojo for a little bit and and lost some room, and we're still there. And I thought, well, you know, at least it's a little bit social. And, and like I'm still having that sense of like doing my job, and and then it just snowballed, and, and the world went into greater lockdown, and it, like and for the whole of April and most a little bit of May, I, I couldn't leave the house, so I was doing the seminar here, and then and we'd stay afterwards for a beer and then say hello to each other, and so it was like yeah, like it's, it's no brainer. And so it, it looks, maybe from the outside, it looks like, oh, well, I've orchestrated it in this way and I've taken advantage and I've, like, you know, kind of created this. It just happened by, by, um, by chance, but I just pragmatically went, this is what I'm going to do. You see, today, I'm, you know, I'm still involved in the comedy world with all my friends, and all my comedian friends are going absolutely up the wall. Yeah. I mean, for, and until I sort of retire from comedy... I, I've never, I've been on stage like never, maybe always within seven days. Maybe we'd go on holiday for two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks was the longest I'd ever been without doing a gig. Yeah. Come back, feel a bit, I feel a bit, you know. Yeah. And as a professional comedian, you know the, you know the secret is you would do if you do it for nothing. Yeah. You like it, and yeah. you know you basically you are what you do. So yeah. you know you reach a situation, you know, hell, hell on earth would be you sat in your house not being able to see the grass. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. you know, again, it's, you know, again, without sounding pretentious about being an artist, do you know that's that 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 that's your tr or tradesman even a tradesman? You've got yeah. to do your job. But yeah. you know, it's it's not particularly about the money. It's about doing what you do. If you hadn't taught karate since March of thirteen, I know you'd go go you go bonkers. Wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, big hole in the wall where you put. And just like actually, you know, it's some of the greatest kind of evolutions of. Of, of what I feel is my karate has happened through kind of my inability to do it. So, so like my biggest, my first and, and kind of biggest leap forward, I guess, was when I snapped my ACL. And yeah. I was told, well, unless you have an operation, uh, you'll never do karate again. And, yeah. um, and it was when I was in Japan and I couldn't afford to take a year out. So I, I went, okay, well, I'm going to find a different way. And I found a different way of doing karate and a different approach. And, and like, and that radically changed my karate. And then, um, and then towards the end of, um, I guess, so that was 2098. And then towards the end of my time in, in, in the, the JKS, uh, 2013, I picked up with my, my other knee, 
just some bizarre. I, I don't. There was no trauma to my to my knee, but my my inside my MCL, my inside ligament, or my inside of my knee starts getting a little niggly. It got worse and worse and worse to the point where I could barely walk. Um, but yeah, I was teaching like probably still at that time fourteen weekends a year. Yeah. And, uh, and so, and then I had to find a way, and that kind of put me onto the channel. Like, like, and then I started doing that kind of like shapeless karate. Yeah, yeah. You know, like blah blah blah. Because I, I was teaching everything from, from Shizentai, and so I was yeah. like, you know, right things and blah blah blah. Because I couldn't make a stance, uh, and and so that kind of leapfrogged me to another sense of like what could, could karate be, and that really helped. And then, you know, there's been a few other things in between, of course. But, like, this time, you know, I'm, I'm stuck in one, one square meter of karate. How, what, can I, what can I do? And, I, and for sure, I wasn't going to go, okay, well, here's here and Shodan within one square meter. Because all you did not do is, is cram shapes of karate into, yeah. a, into, a, into a position that it doesn't fit. And I, I like, you know, I, sure, I've seen people, like, do these all the catas, all the advanced catas, all the catas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do it back, you unsu backwards. Yeah. On one leg. Yeah. I'm like, that's nice, and it's clever, but, you know... It's not good teaching, though. doesn't yeah, teach anyone. There's other things you can do. You can become so inventive that, that this, um, this con constriction that we have makes forces us yes. to be more inventive. This is right. My philosophical point, which I've realised, are limitations extend us. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I, 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 go, I love Gohan Kumite. Because Gohan Kumite, all you can do is, you know, Gohan Kumite. And yeah. within that whole par paradigm of stuff, there's so much you can do. Absolutely. And I, I, th I think this, 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 Zoom, this Zoom thing has really brought that out, hasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 absolutely, yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, think, I think without... Without the without the shapes, without the constructs that we put upon ourselves, like you know, we 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 define ourselves. I'm trying to say we define ourselves by the constructs that we we, we create, the story that, that we tell ourselves, the narrative that we tell ourselves, and and so much of what we do is 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 kind of comparative. You like you know, compare yourself from one thing to the other, or uh, you know you. you even like happiness, you know, like people don't want to be happy, they just want to be happy than the bloke next door. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it's all about it's all about the constructs that we, we, we exist within. Language, mind maps, all that kind of stuff is about constructs. And so this was just one more construct. How can my art come through this one construct? which is I have a square meter and I have a video and a screen in front of me with people watching me. How can I be artistic in my martial sense yeah. in this construct? Uh -huh. and, and so that's... that's, that's which is, I mean, in a way, I mean, I, I think we'll look back on this and, and say, and with, with, with fondness. Yeah. I mean, I, I did 10 weeks, four times a week with you guys. And that was like wonderful. Look, you know, it's just great yeah. thing to do. Yeah. Again, because it's hard. I got up, didn't really want to do it. Mm -hmm. You're stripped, you're still naked, and you know, I march up and down in my kitchen. It's very, you know, how did you find training like that? Um, well, when I was when I was here in, in this room, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, um, I actually I really enjoyed it. Mm. I, I enjoyed the. It was the hardest I've trained in a long time. 
Right. And part of that was because I, I just had the energy to do it because I wasn't traveling every weekend. And so I, I'm, I'm interested to see, so like from the 20, 20th of, uh, I think it's the 20th, 22nd of uh, August, I'm gone again from, from then until Christmas. Uh, all, be, all things being well, you know? And so I'll be interested to see what happens when, when I'm back training um, and traveling. Up until then, I'm just going to be training, 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 no problem. But when yeah. I get to the point where I'm, I'm traveling again, I'll be, I'll be interested if I can sustain that level of, um, of that level of training. But yeah. that, time, that time when I was in here and I wasn't, um, I, I wasn't even going outside the house. Yeah, this is my oasis. Yeah, right. Because you were talking about the spaceship thing you sent me. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I felt very exposed. I must admit, you know, I, at times I I just felt, yeah, because I I, I, I felt myself getting better. You were doing the slow kicks. Yeah, I remember because I was always, I was always good at slow kicks. I remember doing the first lot. Strung with them, really annoyed. Mm. So this is my thing. But the more I did it, the more I enjoyed it. But I did go through a stage of we think you need all the time of thinking you're rubbish. Yeah, you know, I, I I definitely thought I need to sort I need to sort myself out here and push myself harder. Yeah. But it, it's still very weird, you know, being in your kitchen or living room training. Yeah. But yeah. the the more we did it, we I definitely felt a sense of kinship yeah. and a lack of lack a self self conscious. That's what it was. I lost yeah. my self consciousness at the end. Yeah. I'm just sort of, I'm just going to do it. You know? Yeah, which was good. Oh, I've just, I've just, oh, I, I, came, I had a supplementary question there. I based on that. All right, I'm going to change the subject now. I might come back to Zoom. What is your opinion on one-man band karate organisations? And no. how can we avoid being a one-man band, which we're not, I don't think, but no. we need to. What's your plan to avoid being a one-man band karate organisation? Is that a fair enough question? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's something that I've, um, I've... I think about it a lot. Yeah. It's it's something that I've kind of dreaded and actively run in the opposite direction for, yes. for most of my karate career. You know, it's like, like when I was JKS, like one of the overwhelming reasons why I... Like, especially from 2008 onwards, maybe... 2008 to 2014, one of the reasons why I kind of put up with a lot of um, stuff was... Yeah. Because, I remember like, the stuff you again. Yeah. Because I just didn't... I didn't... I, I, I wanted to be part of the community and I wanted to be part of a sustainable community and without a shadow of a doubt, the JKS is a sustainable community. Uh, you know, Kagawa Sensei will retire, pass away, uh, whatever happens, Yamaguchi Senpai will follow, will, will, take, will take over... Yamaguchi Sensei will, will, will kind of move on and then somebody else, you know, maybe Shinji Nagaki or something. And because they've got the instructor's course, it just keeps on going and going and going. No, you're right, yeah. And then, you know, eventually it will split, but you're right, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think all credit to them. I mean, they're doing loads of Zoom stuff. And, yeah. you, know, my, you know, people who are, who are my friends on Facebook, I'm seeing that. And I think they're doing great stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, which is great. Yeah. So, so I, I actively kind of really tried to make sure that that didn't happen and so that's why I mean, a lot of people like when, I, when we joined the WCK a lot of people were surprised about that but like overwhelmingly the 
probably the most important aspect of, of me and therefore you and, and a lot of other people was because I wanted to be part of an organisation that uh, was sustainable. And, and my biggest concern going into the WCKO and, and a, a conversation that I had with uh, Rishi Amos sensei was how can we make this sustainable? Can we have some sort of uh, insurance course? And they had a country state programme um, already and I think it certainly ramped up um, um, when we joined uh, and, and, and so there's the graduates of the Kenshi State Programme generally speaking the, the, most of them all happened after I joined the the, the, um, the WCO and it wasn't anything to do with me it was just because that was a conversation we had and, and, and I think uh, uh, that was seen as an important element within a group so so then when I was expelled and, and you guys followed then, then yeah there was a big danger that okay well it's just me and my loyal students, and I, I, I really kind of uh, didn't want that. And well, so, I, remember, I remember sat in, sat here with you, you know, that yeah. week talking about it, and we both at no stage did you say to me or did I suggest, "Oh, let's go independent." Well, no, we, yeah, yeah, because it's you know, I, I just saw the move to Superior was you know, Richard Rich, Rich, Rich Amos Center is you know really good. He's, he's a senior. He's like, well, you know, we've got our, we've got our link to something. Yeah. At, at no stage did you say, sorry, let's just go on our own. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think it's just uh, like collaboration, kind of, you know, community, kind of building that kind of, uh, building branches and trying to, trying to have a, a wider, a wider group that you can enjoy, you know, like as you say, correct adventures. You know, that was the that was the most important element and you can't do that in isolation. Yeah, but the thing is what you've got is a living breathing Hombu we've got living breathing Hombu dojo yeah. and we've got you know you've got professional instructors and with this, I feel there's a, a lineage coming through, isn't there? Yeah, so so you know the <laughs> yeah, like to, to the nuts and bolts of it and, and the thing that I put into to practice is that like I say, you know, the, the dojo 700, 750 active members in normal circumstances. Uh, and that really, that, like I, to, to, I, I draw a salary from the dojo, and, but other than that, it kind of barely makes, you know, kind of barely, uh, it, it's not a big cash cow, let's put it that way. Yeah. A lot of money goes to funding. It's there basically to fund a, a, um, a kind of instructor's program, um, it's not even, I wouldn't even call it an instructor's program. It's like mentorship, it's like the, the learning on the job. And you got people, well, you got, well, Ross, for example, he's now been with us for six years. He's probably going to be another couple of years with us. Then he's going to move to America and, uh, and set up his own dojo over there. Uh, AJ, um, AJ's kind of, you know, he's got a family here. So he's settled and, and he, uh, over the years, I'm sure he'll become a senior member of the group uh, or the senior member or senior instructor. Oh, of the yeah, I'd say he is now in many ways. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's been teaching full time for three years. Well respected, yeah. you know, as he goes to the grades and, and gets more experience, he'll, he'll just ease into that role naturally, I'm sure. Uh, Rue, he's the, the most junior, you know, he's coming through the grades and he's got a plan. He, he wants to kind of get to a point where he can, you know, travel, teach, train, stuff like that. So, so there's a progress, there's a transition in place. People are kind of going from, you know, Rue's been here two years, uh, AJ, this will be the end of his fourth year, Ross, the end of his 
sixth year. Uh, you know, so there's two years apart, all, all of them. You know, in two years' time, Ross goes. We already have a, a, another instructor that's going to come through, a young young girl who's going to kind of become professional yeah. instructors. So what we're trying to do, because the dojo is so busy and 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 can fund it, we're trying to produce on like maybe a two or three year base, three year basis, new instructors coming through. And rather than the, the Japanese instructor course, which is three years intensive, you don't teach that much. You just train, train, train. This yeah. is maybe a six-year kind of period where they're training really intensively, teaching really intensively. And as they go on through those six years, they then start to teach more and more internationally. And by the time they get to year six, like Ross now, uh, you know, been here six years, 27-year-old, fourth man, he's already teaching internationally. If he left now, he would be fine. It's just yeah, like, I, mean, I mean, you know, my opinion is it's time for him to fly, really. You know, yeah. I, I like Ross, so it's time, you know, w w w when it suits him. Yeah, circumstances are that, like, it makes sense for him in, like, in probably in two years' time. So but that, also, yeah, we've also got, like, it seems to be a, a meritocracy. Mm. You know, it seems to be like, you know, everyone knows you, you know, people who have got, people book you. If, I mean, we know him at WTKO. Some people joined and said, oh, you know, I, I want to book me to teach courses. I said, well, I don't book anybody. The clubs will book you. Yeah. You know, and then nobody booked him because he was, he wasn't, you know, it was too expensive. It wasn't very good. Yeah. You know, and it's a meritocracy. But, I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking, you know, I mean, some groups of people have died recently. And, like, the, the, the successors are either very young and Japanese mm. or unknown and Japanese. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's kind of... Um, you know, we have to respect our high grades, don't we? You know, there's, there's you know, there's, that must be really weird. Say, if I, I would say Kato Sensei dies and he makes some kid in Japan senior instructor. That's yeah. very strange. Yeah, yeah, well, who knows? I mean, I think, I think the whole world is in flux. And, and I think if you're following the old model, then I think there will be a certain percentage of the group that will continue with that old model. But yeah. there is the new paradigm. There is the new vehicle of communication. There is a new way of judging who is good and who isn't, who's legitimate and who's not. Yeah. And unless you embrace that, then I think it will be very difficult for any organization to continue to succeed. Um, yeah. Because the younger well, people die out. I mean, this, uh, I, I quite like motorbikes, and the great thing is about Harley Davidson. Harley Davidson, the, the classic motorbike. Yeah. Harley Davidson are in real trouble now because young people don't buy them. Because really? the old guys' bikes. Young yeah. people want electric bikes because electric bikes are really fast and really cool. Yeah. You know, or Japanese bikes because they're really fast and really cool. And yeah. Harleys are really old. And I kind of feel Karate might maybe go in that way. Yeah. And I think and our job is to make traditional Shotokan Karate really good and really cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, first and foremost, drop the traditional. Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, I say that because I do that, because it's yeah. nonsense. Yeah, sure, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I remember years ago, years and years ago, um, I, I came, like, it can't, it can't be that long, but it, like, it was probably, I don't know, whenever YouTube came out. I don't That's know a good question. Yeah, yeah. But it was years ago, and um, and someone put up a a um, a video of the Shudu version, maybe of Gion. Right. And um, and I think it was Shikaru. I can't remember, but but like I remember seeing it, and 
And instead of, you know, the, the Ayuke Gakuzuki, support Ayuke Gakuzuki, support Ayuke, support Ayuke, what it was, this version I saw, which was obviously an older style, um, and it was four Ginobrine, and instead yeah. of four Ayuke, sliding back Ayuke, four Ayuke, sliding back Ayuke, Four Oizuki, back Aguki, four Oizuki, something like that. So rather than Aguki Gakuzuki, it was it was Oizuki Yoriash Aguki, Oizuki Yoriash Aguki. I thought that's brilliant. That yeah. makes sense. And yeah. uh, I looked at it. I thought, oh, that's a really nice feeling. And that, that having that feeling that you can incorporate into Gion, blah, blah blah blah, things that go through my mind. But I read the comments, and someone said, "Oh, if it's not Shotokan, it's not for me." Yeah. Well, you know, I've told you lots of stories. That there's a, there's a champ video, I think it's called, yeah. and I. In, in a, you know, Shita, if, I think Shitaru is possibly, you know, the best style of Japanese karate. Yeah. They do Nahati, they do all the katas, and mm. it's, it's wonderful. It's mm. wonderful. Yeah. So, there we go. I've got question now. Oh. Sorry, says you're a terrible interviewer. Uh, you used to be on the other side of the camera. Oh, no, I remember it now. Okay, here's a question now. Going on that, this is my bugbear. People keep on asking me, uh, about with, you know, how to do kata, which is the right way. Yeah. And I go, you know, I guess I say, well, you know, and I always go, look at best karate, blah, 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 blah. Can you explain to people the ACKI philosophy of doing correct kata? My one is don't watch an old video on YouTube and copy that. Yeah. Um, because I, I, one more thing I'll say, because I, I don't want to say, no, don't do it like that. Mm -hmm. I want to say, you know, do it the way you... But you know, when you've got like a you know a green belt doing the and yon down and banging the hands down, and you go, no. Yeah. So could you maybe give a definitive response to AC guy members globally? You're about the about Catus non-standardisation. Well, if I if I gave a if I gave a um, a a kind of mandate, or if I gave not mandate, if I gave a, a, an edict and said, okay, it must be like this. Yes. That, it goes against what I want to say. Oh, I, I agree. Even if I say you must find your own way, even that then is is like is wrong. You know, I think okay, it's a it's a very nuanced conversation, right? Um, yeah. Ultimately, kata like, it does mean form, and it does mean mold, and it oh. does mean law. And it doesn't mean like set. So like kata just doesn't mean form. Like I was talking about this the other day. I said like you know you can you can think about a mold. Like if you have a mold for um, a mug, like the, the the mold itself is not the mug. It's only what you put into it is the mug. Is is, is the mug? Do you know Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly. Yeah. So people look at the mold and they think that's that's what it is. But you've got to fill that mold with functionality. And if you don't fill it with functionality, then it's nothing. Yeah. It's just a mold. We're back to making shapes again, aren't we? Again, sorry? We're back to making shapes, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So so if you if you look at it, if you if you think kata rather than being formed, if you think it as a mold for, for your body, for your karate, a mold for your karate, then 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 it depends what you put into it, as in like muscle body you have but also more importantly what intent you have how are you feeling on that day who your instructors are yeah, yeah. and, and I, you can clearly see okay well you see some good people and you go okay well they're definitely so-and-so students and they're definitely so-and-so students 
because they 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 look they they're doing things similar. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a great thing as well. It's a great thing that, that you see some junior karateka who are replicating their sensei's karate. Yes. Now, if you saw a senior karateka replicating their sensei's karate, that's a bad thing. And so I think there has to be a level of evolution. And when you have, when you see form, form is kind of set. So I don't think you should see Catra's form. I think you should see it as a mold or a set of rules and regulations and law, because even law evolves, right? And there's extenuating circumstances with the law and blah, blah, blah. So I think if you look at it in that way, it changes the way that you conceptualize Kata. And as soon as that happens, then you go, well, I do it this way. And, and someone else doesn't go, well, that's wrong. Someone goes, oh, that's interesting, because I do yeah. it this way. And this is what I think when I do that. What do you think when you do that? Yeah, I was going to say, you know, let's go, everything in Japan is kata. If you learn sushi, you do that. Yeah. You learn kanji. Kanji is a great example, isn't it? Because you mm. learn kanji kind of by the book. And then say yeah. you look at, you know, you've got Asai Sensei's you know, fifth dan from Asai on, on the wall yeah. somewhere. And his kanji is like all over the place. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think kanji is a great example. And I think that's why... That's why kata was taught in such a draconian way. So like, like in, in kanji, Japanese characters, they will yeah. learn just through repetition. They will yeah. get, and, and there's a, a stroke order. You yeah, know, I've done it, yeah, yeah. And you get the stroke order right, generally speaking, the kanji looks correct. And so, and so your average person, they, they, will, um, they will write perfectly. And, and if you see the average person who is writing English, for example, average Japanese person writing English, it's all identical. Perfect better. Better than our writing. Yeah, yeah, much better, much better. Because they're very good at stroke order and blah, blah, blah. But if you get an artist, an artist of Shodo, an artist of the Japanese calligraphy, like I, I've, seen, I've seen a lot, like when I was in Japan, we'd go like with friends and everything and go to and see Shodo and I go, oh, that's really nice. What does it say? And they'll say, oh, I have no idea. I, I can't possibly read that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, the more artistic it is, the, the further it goes away from the mold. Yes. Stroke order. And, and some like a Saisensei, like a Saisensei uh, certificate, my certificate, uh, yeah. a couple, like I can see his karate in his, his writing. Yes. You know, it's, it's so dark. Party, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's mostly you know, yeah, like freehand kind of like you could you could imagine his elbow going everywhere as he's writing it. It's amazing, but that yeah. so he was just being artistic. So it jumps out at you, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you learn the mold. You learn the law, you, and then you fill it up with your, with your own functionality, your own personality, your own inputs, all these instructors that you train with, all the feelings that you have, all the body type you have, and then you produce it. And so no kata should ever be, no two kata should ever be the same. Not even, not even, not even the kata that you do yourself. You do, you do hian shoda, and then you take a break and then you do another hian shoda. There should be something different there. Well, this is a good point because everybody, I mean, I wanted to be Terry O'Neill for a long time. Yeah. So I tried to do like Terry O'Neill's karate. Then mm. I tried to do like, you know, Anoida's karate, Anoida's karate, and then Oakes' karate. 
And like, you know, like when, since I met you, I, can, I do my bloody karate now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, having said that, like you, you've got to preface that very carefully with, this is not some sort of postmodernist kind of everyone's opinion matters equally. No. Well, you see, that's why going back to my question now, when we're talking to green belts and brown belts, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we need a little bit of dogmatic approach and go, you know, don't do this for Ian Shodan and Ian Yondan and step yeah. across. You know, I mean, I've just judged a competition the other day, you know, yeah. and they're all lovely people. And I'm thinking, but, you, know, I, 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 you know, I'm grading examiners for these clubs. Stop doing that. Yeah. You know? but, but, so that's the point is, is that, is that like they, as a green belt, you just follow your sensei. Whatever your sensei is saying, that's right. the mold. Yeah, uh, but then as, like, and so the sensei will say, you must do it like this. And then a senior sensei within the group, if we're talking to kind of, a, you know, a club instructor, then we're yeah. not coming up to them in some sort of kind of draconian way and saying, you do this or else, whatever that or is. Yeah. We'll say, oh, look, look, you know, I know you're doing it that way, and I'm for sure there's people out there that do it that way, but um, have you ever thought about this? Have you ever thought about moving in this way? Yeah. Or thought about moving that way, and try to influence people because, for sure, in my you know like twenty uh, almost twenty years of well, eighteen years of teaching uh, kind of karate in the UK, Ireland, and, and worldwide, I have never ever kind of gone up to someone and say that's wrong. Don't do it that way. You must do it this way. Yeah, because it doesn't work. But what I have said is like, yeah, that's great. Uh, this is how I do it, and I'll explain why I do it. Um, why do you do it that way? And most people go, oh, I don't know. And, and yeah, but also, I, I've done that. People hate you. I mean, I've, I've done like, you know, I've, well, I think you've done this thing. I, you ignore people. There's some guys in these old fashioned back, yeah. back stances yeah. and, what, you know, and stamping. Yeah. And then why are you stamping? It's more powerful. Well, how is it more powerful? Yeah. Why not back stance? You know, that your, your back stance is slower than my back stance because it's too long. Yeah. And, you know, but we're smart asses, aren't we? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I have got to a point now where I, I do ignore them. I think when I was uh, like 18 years ago, when I was a little bit younger, a little bit kind of more full of myself, I would, I would purposely make the point. But, um, yeah, well, I'm the same. I, 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 I let you know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe last question. Um, okay, last question. Last question. Uh, there are two types of karate, isn't there? There's, okay, let's try and get this right. You know, we, we live in a world where, I think you said this to me, most people don't think about karate as much as like we do and yeah. various people we know. And sometimes I struggle between the serious and less serious karate. How, yeah. do, how, do, we, how, we, how do we how do we deal with that, you know? Uh, you know, karate is for everyone. And I'm very happy that there are an awful lot of hobbyists out there. Because if they were, it's not my. I mean, I you know I do karate for everybody, but I get very frustrated by people who are too hobbyists. Yeah, but you know, if they weren't, then we wouldn't have jobs. Like if there weren't that many hobbyists who just kind of bundle along to a dojo. Oh, Scott's teaching today. I'll, I'll go along and do this seminar. Oh, that was How far can a hobbyist go? Uh, Good answer, Sensei. There you go. I totally agree. Yeah, I, I think me showdown showdown is fulfillment of unique individual potential. Yeah. Uh, everyone in the world should be able to get everyone. Can That's a brilliant answer. Thank you. But Nidan, if they go beyond that a little bit, but like Sandan needs a little bit of talent and a little bit. Of... You know, I, I think I mean Sandan in the old days was the fighting grade. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like Sundown was a sort of a serious. I remember getting Sundown was a big thing for me. My yeah. film, my KGB book's full. That was the, that was the only book went up to Sundown. Yeah. And I remember getting Sundown, and I fought two Norwegian guys, and Tanaka was refereeing. And then maybe that was my best grading ever because mm. I thought this was, you know, it was it was great. Yeah. It was a proper, you know, oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I yeah, I, yeah, okay, that's a good answer. Thank you. Okay. Well, shall we? Uh, as we've been going an hour and a half, shall we? Uh, shall we finish on that good, good answer? Yeah, it, it, we did all right, didn't we? <laughs> Considering I wasn't, I didn't know what the hell we were doing. Well, we haven't quite finished yet, but because like, I'm going to say goodbye, but uh, before you'll say goodbye now, but yeah, yeah, no, but like I mean, officially. Say, oh, officially, I'll, I'll put it. In, I'll edit it. I'll edit. Right. So, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I've got no more questions. Okay, so let me say that again. Thank you, Scott Langley. Edit point. Thank you, Scott Sensei, for this marvelous Okay, so we'll, uh, we'll 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 finish there, shall we? So, so Sam says I've had a wonderful time chatting to you. Maybe we can do this again sometime. Yes, thank you. And if, I, if, anybody, if anybody has any uh, questions they would like uh, either of us to ask either of us, then maybe they can put it in the comments, and we can do that some other time. And the last thing I want to say is, I think, please, we'll see you all in Barcelona in March 2021, yeah? Yeah, yeah 20, 19th to 21st, I think it is, of March 2021, Barcelona yes. International Cup, and a big seminar with Guy Broder Sensei, Rick Jackson Sensei, and myself. Yeah, that should be super cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, from a personal point of view, from all the stuff, uh, how long have we? How long have HCI existed now? Uh, th just over three years. So three years started from nothing. Yeah. We've got clubs all over the place. See in Barcelona. Great World Cup. Okay. Oh,